During the broadcast of Impact's No Surrender, Stryker, who was on commentary, suddenly spouted some Rush lyrics. Apropos of nothing, he suddenly blurted out, You can't have something for nothing. You don't get freedom for free. Later on, he, as Dreamer and Swan went over the top rope in the main event, said they go over the top rope like a Led Zeppelin. I suspect he's had some kind of agreement with somebody that will try and get in some some rock mentions. But you need to do better than that, Striker, if you're going to do that sort of thing. However, it did make me think back to Rush, one of my favourite bands, actually. And we'll keep going with that, because this was the main event, was the sort of special event, not main event, special event, which always looks just a little bit like Weekly Impact Show with just a tiny bit thrown in. First of all, you've got Decay versus Triple XL. Decay have got Black Turus, who's a bloke wearing a rubber mask. And um, XXL have got Tenille Dashwood because she's helping them to fight Rosemary for no particular reason. Now, Turus has some good moves. At one point, they have a ridiculous spot where Caleb, who of course was attacked on impact by Taurus, and therefore wears some kind of neck brace, um, is taking a picture of Tennille. And for some reason, she's got a red t-shirt with her. Now, of all the pictures that they've been taking for Instagram, etc., etc., they never have any kind of clothing that they're holding up or that they're selling. So for them suddenly to hold a red t-shirt when Taurus is there is just a ridiculous joke. It doesn't even go anywhere because it doesn't even really go for her particularly. In other news, Larry flies on um, on Taurus. Taurus does the same but really overshoots, misses him, and they have to say something about it in commentary. Don't think he got all of that. No, I think it was really badly done, actually. Rosemary hits the green mist on, on, on AC. You know, AC's not done anything here. He's Larry's mate, and he doesn't want to get involved in wrestling a woman. It, it doesn't seem as though he should be brutalised for that. But there you go. And in the end, Taurus gets Larry up in a twisting slam for the pin. Not good, as Wush would say. Test for Echo, because this won't make any noise in the wrestling world at all. Next, Myers and Hernandez, and I'm interested in this kind of Hernandez um, gun for hire thing versus Edwards and Cardona. (sighs) There's nothing to report here whatsoever. Cardona is pinned by Myers, so consequently you've stopped his push already. I expected that Myers might win by count-out or something, and Hernandez won't be happy with it, and and that'll forward it. But I'm booking for you now, aren't I? Because that's better than what happened. Cardona pinned in the middle of the ring, clean, and if you were getting a bloke in who you wanted to pay lots of money for because he's previously a WWE reject, you've just stopped any trajectory he had. As Rush say, emotion detector, non-noted. So, on to this awful feud again. 
Cody, or Dina as he's called, versus Jake something. He's even got something written on the back of his trunks. It's terrible, this idea. I thought it might just be something he'd thought of. Something he'd thought of last week, but no. They're going with it. This is what they've written for him. Apparently, this um, this brotherly thing, or this familial thing, goes all the way back to Jacob and Esau. Well, certainly your angles and your booking do. Cody's facials are always good. He's very good at all this. Knows what he's doing. Dilo tells us that Dilo's like a honey badger. Yeah, I'm not sure. Keep your, keep your own fantasies to yourself, mate. <sighs> anyway. Cody, at one point, draped his cousin Jake over the turnbuckle because I put his arms either side of the turnbuckle then ran full pelt and drop kicked him on the arse they tried to put that move over sure it's ideal there's a pull out of a corner and a sit out powerbomb from Cody and then um, Jake hits the black hole slam and wins well where's this going now then because you've just jobbed out Cardona, who you wanted to get some trajectory. Now you've got Violent by Design, who are your mid-card um, violent group. And you've just, in their first feud, seen Jake beat Cody Dina. That makes you look, makes them look foolish. Okay, they, they came in at the end and did all that kind of, you know, um, they did all that kind of brutalise him of him, you know, when they came out, you know, they, su- they superpower bombed J- uh, Jake through a table. And then Joe Boring did that thing where he curls his lip. Why are you doing that, mate? Oh, you can't do anything else. This was rubbish. And because of the way they booked this, all these are, to quote Rush, Cinderella men. See where I'm going with all this? Bit of work. I had to do a bit of work to get this done. Now, <clears throat> You've got Tommy, whose birthday it is today, he's 50, and he's going to be in the main event, because Rich Swan has gifted him a chance. No, 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 he didn't just gift him, he deserves it. Yeah, I'm sure he's number one contender, isn't he? No wonder Moose is cheesed off, I would be too. But you've got Eddie and Alicia, so Eddie t- saying, Tommy, you've, you've been so good to me. Throughout the whole time that her husband is talking, Alicia is looking at him, but not engaged at all. It's like she's thinking about something else. What shall we have for tea? It's ridiculous. You, it's really clear. All right. On to the triple threat revolver. Okay. Now, they they mentioned this and, did, and, and mentioned how it would work on Impact last week. And it was supposed to be the revolver match then. But it just ended up as some kind of tag match. Here, it actually works. So, you get three people coming in at the beginning. There are eight men in this. Three people coming in. They fight each other. It's a triple threat, really. When someone gets pinned, a new person comes in. So, you get a triple threat with a bit of battle royal going on as well. Or Royal Rumble, if you like, going on. And actually, this really, really worked. Because of the people you've got in there. So, in the beginning, you've got Trey and Blake Christian and Suicide. Hey, make the most of Blake Christian. Because I understand he's in a development deal with WWE. So you won't see him for very much, very often. Unless you watch 205, I suspect. Anyway, some great moves here. Particularly a move which 
The commentary team, D'Lo and Stryker said, how did he do that? I don't know. I don't know either. Trey went through the ropes, then grabbed onto them, used them to slide through feet first and hit a Rana on Blake Christian. That is extraordinary. Didn't look so good when in a move, in the middle of a move, he had to stay lying down, Trey, so that he could take um, take a, a suicide moonsault. Yeah. Suicide's the first to go. Chris Bay is in. This is just getting better. And Christian takes them both over in Irana, which is lovely. A vertebraker from, from Bay. Striker's right. Haven't seen that for many years. Eliminates Blake Christian. See you in the WWE. Or, or, or maybe not. Then Davari's in. Walks past Trey, who's lying comatose at ringside. Just laughs at him. That'll come back to haunt him, maybe. Oh, yes. Trey hits a meteora to eliminate Davari, who's not in for very long. Then Josh Alexander's in. This is the one they've been bigging up. Trey, um... He takes both, he puts, he gets Trey on his back and then reaches out for Bay. So he suplexes Bay and Trey falls while he does it. It's an extraordinary move. Not just power, that is real balance and all of that there. It's great to see. Then there's an Alexander Fireman's Carry Tilt a World dump to Bay. Just lets him go. It's a release, I suppose. And then Bay taps from his ankle lock. So Bay jobbed out. Willie Mackin then hits the moonsault. Spot again, but on two people. They're lined up, which is lovely. Hits a tower powerbomb spot. Very nice. Mack holds Alexander. There's a Trey Meteora. And then Mack is eliminated. So the last person in is Ace Austin. Now Ace is lost in the shuffle, isn't he? Ha ha. See what I went with that? There is a Trey rewind, rewind Rana. It's beautifully, beautifully done. And then a rope-assisted low cutter. Great. You can he- you can see Ace calling an audible for the next move. Unfortunately. Oh, yes. Alexander has the other two on his shoulders in a military press style. Dumps them both. Power bombs Ace onto his knee then later on. And then another power bomb for the, for the pin. Alexander wins. Trey is the bridesmaid, never the bride. Austin completely jobbed out. He took the pin. He is lost. I don't know where he's going. He was superseding the X Division race a while ago. He was in the title, the heavyweight title race. Now he's not. He's put back for the X Division and he can't even get close to winning that. However... Chemistry, Rush, they had it. Ah, fire and flavour. I'm going to do the Rush quote up front here. Show me, don't tell me, fire and flavour. Since you won it, been good on the stick, not good in the ring. It carries on here. They're obviously fighting uh, Havoc and Nevaeh. Who else? Seems to have been going on for centuries, this. There is some kendo stick action. Havoc is thrown into a steel chair on the corner. There is a cutter onto a street sign on Nevaeh for the pin, but this really doesn't go anywhere. It it doesn't have any kind of excitement or energy particularly. 
This next match does though. X Division Championship, Rohit versus TJP. Oh yes. First of all, which is which I usually get, I get cheesed off about, but on this occasion it worked. They fight on the outside for ages before the match starts. Really nicely done. They're not just brutalizing each other, there are proper moves here on the outside, and that's really good. There was a nice Rohit counter into a neck crank, well sold by TJ sold by TJP. Shearer is on the is on the outside, of course, with um, with Rohit, and he he hits a very loose choke on TJP on the outside. There was so much air that probably even I could have squeezed through, and I'm quite a big bloke, me. Rohit calls an audible, or you can see him giving the next move twice. That really shouldn't happen, Rohit. Really shouldn't. But he worked on the arm a lot, which was great. Bit it too. Very nicely done. TJP is never knowingly under-wrestled though. And he hit a single leg crab from the second rope. <laughs> it sounds extraordinary, but these things happen. You know, there's a, a dump from a tilt-a-whirl attempt um, for Rohit for a long two. And then a TJP superplex. He holds on straight into a GTS. Long, a long two for that. Extraordinary. It's beautiful to see. Really good. Really nicely done. But Rohit grabs him when he comes off the top. Looks a bit weird because TJP is sort of between his legs. But he cranks in a, a, a neck submission move, really, which TJP counters into a heel hook. Rohit then rolls it into a, a cross face attempt. There's a TJP roll up for a for a two. Then a Rohit kick for a long two. And finally, TJP holds that title with a springboard DDT and a splash for that pin. Rush, yes, one little victory, definitely. This was a great match. Match of the night, to be honest with you. These two know what they're doing. They were given the chance to wrestle. They really did. Told a story. Rohit has a strong character. TJP, not so much. But he knows how to wrestle. And that really worked. So well done, you two, and well done, Impact, for booking it. This next match, I don't believe, will work. It's Donna Perrazzo and Kimberly and Susan versus Jordan Grace and Jazz and ODB. Remember when it used to be good wrestling and Jazz and ODB were here? First of all, you see Jordan Grace doing her flexing thing, smiling and scowl. And actually, Jazz comes out behind her, does the double biceps. She's got better biceps than Grace. Better definition anyway. When I watch that, Jordan, don't get jealous now. This was all right. It was, it was okay. Grace flew over the top on all of them. Then ODB did. Then Jazz precariously perched herself on the second rope to the outside, but jumped as well. That's fair enough, I suppose. There was a Grace tilt world side slam. And then um, she got brutalised for some time. This was quite nice to see. She crawled over slowly, inexorably, for the tag. And in the middle of it, just pulled up her knee pad. Yeah, if you're going to do it, keep selling it. Keep focused. It's not an hour and a half, this. It's just a couple of minutes. <sighs> anyway, Jazz is thumbed in the eye. Hits Jordan Grace by mistake. That doesn't go anywhere, so don't worry about that. I thought Grace would come and level her. Doesn't. So I don't know why they did it, really. There is... Um, 
a nice Kimberly scent on off the top onto everybody but in the end there's an STF from Jazz which is nice to see she's getting more moves in Jazz and I like that I thought when I first saw her she's not going to be able to do anything but she takes some moves she gives some moves and it's nice to see her that got the tap and that's it it's a far cry from a good wrestling match see I'm keeping this going yeah surely that counts for something right They've been pushing these good brothers for so long, Impact Wrestling. They are better in AEW, but that's because they don't seem as if there's anything special, really. Here, they're given a status that they can't live up to. But with Sabian and Storm and Private Party involved, it might work. But it doesn't. It's not a great match, this. Even Private Party can't really get this party started and Sabian feels that because he's with Storm he has to slow his attack down so they didn't get anything in really um the good brothers stink the place up when they're in so boring such boring basic mat work there's a Matt Hardy twist of fate which is probably the highlight of the whole thing and then the good brothers nick the pin after a private party splash when they should have had it so this didn't put anybody over, oh, except maybe Private Party, who are an AEW team. As Rush told you, lessons impact, lessons. I suppose they booked this and thought it would be a great match. They just didn't gel properly. But when you've got the good brothers in the ring, it's difficult to produce any kind of good match. And so... <laughs> Swan versus Dreamer. The grand finale. Thank you, Rosh. There you go. He's not being gifted this shot at all, Dina. I'm telling you that now. He's not being gifted it at all. And there is an extraordinary moment in the match which makes it something special. But if it wasn't for that, it wouldn't be special. The reason what happens is that there's a Death Valley driver on the outside from Dreamer to Swan. While he does it, he clearly injures his finger. His little finger, it is sticking out at a strange angle. He's clearly dislocated it. The referee gives the X sign straight away. Doctor comes down, looks a bit odd. So I'm not, I'm just wondering whether it actually is a work or not. If it is a work, it's pretty good. Puts water on it and decides to push it back in, which he does. Now, this might be a work that I could have marked out. But I'm not sure. It was something different to push Dina's, uh, um, Dreamer's, well, actually, I think I prefer Dina in the main event, actually, which would push Dreamers, he's hardcore. He is hardcore. He is hardcore. So, you know, but it was a nice spot, actually, in the match. And another great thing is that Swan went after it. He didn't think, oh, I better not. He went after it. That was very good. They did both go over the top like a Led Zeppelin. Yes, Mr. Striker. Yes. And then they fought on the floor. Swan hit a nice cutter. Yeah, that was good, actually. In the end, Dreamer uh, picked him up from the mat and um, hit the driver. But you're going to have to have Swan winning this. Although it would be interesting if Dreamer won it for a week or so. It would be interesting. But he didn't get the birthday present he really wanted. 
there was the Phoenix Flash for the pin and the usual thing remains, i.e. Moose comes down and causes trouble. There you go. That's it. There is your special event, in inverted commas. Yeah. It was okay. It had one great match and some okay matches. The triple threat revolver was good. Everyone got a chance to do stuff and it's quite a good it's quite a good idea. So that's good. The X Division Championship match was good. But you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on here, and two of them were great. The rest, the main event was okay. The rest really you can just forget them that's what we get from impact now stuff that doesn't really matter too much and that is a real shame entree new next time it comes to a pay-per-view i will use free will and won't pay for it ta-ta